Howdy, boys and girls, and welcome to week three of this year's college football season and, of course, week three of the Carla and Crappy Show. I'm Crappy. That's Carla. Hi, Carla. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm all about baseball today. Um, I'm <laughs> I see that. After, after, uh, after last weekend, I, I might not be as much about college football as I would prefer to be at this point of the year. The Miami <laughs> just won their 21st straight game this afternoon, uh, beating Detroit at home, and um, this is a magnificent thing. That is, of course... The uh, the all time longest winning streak in American League history, and it's old enough to drink. So cheers. And it's and I and I I am and I am. So. <laughs> we both are. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I will probably uh, get to the other side of that coin in just a second. Um, we will start with um, we had we had another entertaining weekend last weekend. Um, I of course was in Columbus in a game that was a. Uh, uh, perhaps not as entertaining as I had hoped, but I will start, Carla, by um, you know, asking you, and uh, maybe we just kind of turn this into a thing. What is uh, what, what was your what was your thing? What was your one thing? What was my one from, thing from, from 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 last weekend? Well, first of all, you know, I take everything and go like that, right? Because yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah, that that was it, it. Yeah, I mean, everything we predicted last week didn't happen. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, welcome welcome to football program. program. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, right. And that's the fun of week two, you know, because we think we, we, everybody thinks they've got it all figured out and then something happens and you're just like, wait, what? Um, and, and I have to admit that I kind of felt that way watching, watching your game. Um, uh, you know, it, 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 it didn't make a lot of sense. Like watching it, it, I mean, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, yes. Yeah, I mean, he's good it, and, and real good. And uh, I mean, he was, he was dropping balls into places that he should, had, there was no space. Um, I mean, just that was kind of ridiculous. So, um, but kudos to Oklahoma for doing what we didn't think they could do, really. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, I mean, that's, uh, that may be the biggest takeaway from that game is that um, Baker Mayfield's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, he, you know, reading like now they're talking like three-way kind of thing for the Heisman at this point. Like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, people are giving Baker Mayfield like, like, no, really, he's the best player in college football right now, you know. And I'm like, well, but yeah, have you seen Lamar Jackson lately? Um, so, you know, it's just it's interesting that it's that, that early in the season. Um, I'm trying to th- I mean, we just had a good time flipping back and forth between games on Sunday night mm-hmm. or on Saturday night. Um mm-hmm. Because there was just so much going on. And I fell asleep before the end of, like, the amazing game, which was Wazoo coming back in, like, what, double overtime to beat Boise? Right. Triple overtime. It was triple overtime they yes. beat Boise. Yes. Um, I fell asleep in the second half um, <laughs> and woke up in the morning to – I'm sorry, yeah. AJ. I fell asleep during, during the second half. I'm sorry. I, my Pac-12 after dark yeah, reputation is now maybe, – Maybe we could make AJ just like the Pac-12 after dark correspondent. I, yeah, I think I think that needs to be a thing because he's the only one of us that can manage to stay awake long I'm 50, enough to watch. I'm fifty. It. I'm fifty years old. I'm not staying up to watch this. And I gotta get up on Sunday now. morning, so not, you know. No, I'm not. I'm just, let's let's just be honest here. AJ, you're in. <laughs> we'll work um, on we'll work on those details. We'll <laughs> we will. <laughs> but but no, it was just it was just a really interesting weekend of college football. I can't really put my finger on anything in particular that you know was like mm-hmm. kind of surprised me more than than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Clemson did what they were supposed to do. You know, it was just kind of run for the course. But yeah, the the, the Oklahoma win was probably the the one that. Um, oh no! And the other thing was um, Georgia. Jake Fromm, welcome to the SEC. Um, okay. That was a heck of a performance from that freshman mm-hmm. um, to go up and it, again. What we said, 
winning in South Bend as a freshman is next to impossible, and especially for a team that hasn't been north of the Mason-Dixon line since who knows how long um, to play a game. But to go up in the, that environment and yeah. handle it as well as he did, mm -hmm. impressive for a freshman. And, you know, like I posted on Saturday night when I was kind of like doing the brain dump on, on our Facebook page, <laughs> um, was, does, does Georgia now have a quarterback situation on its hands? Because, I mean, Jacob Eason was a pretty darn good quarterback before sure. he got hurt. And now all of a sudden you've got this freshman who's seeing significant playing time who's kind of earned the, the respect of his team. Um, when Eason comes back, what happens? You know, I, it, that's a really interesting situation to watch. you, you got to go with the guy, right? But who's your guy? If you went on the road in Notre Dame, right? got to go, gotta go with that guy. Yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see how that all shakes out. So Kirby Smart's got a, got a challenge on his hands. I would, I, I, the, my one thing, um, I, in, in, you know, watching Ohio State and Oklahoma in person, uh, I, I'm, I'm less, as an Ohio State fan, I'm less concerned about the defense. Um, I, you know, ran into a, a, a really good quarterback, having a really good day. Uh, and then it's, a, you know, the, we know that the defensive backfield is inexperienced. We talked about that, I think, both weeks so far. This mm -hmm. um, the thing that I, that I am the most concerned about after that is not uh, it's not the defense, not what Oklahoma was able to do. Um, I, I think I said in week one, if Ohio State has reliable wideouts um, who can stretch the field, and we saw that on a couple plays in Indiana, and and now I'm I'm concerned that that's just um, uh, moments of weakness against a team that doesn't have the depth that Ohio State does, and and, and in the second half can't keep up. Um, mm -hmm. Oklahoma does have the depth and right. can't keep up. And uh, it just it, this the, it, uh, in terms of offense, um, what I've seen so far, Ohio State feels Ohio State's offense feels a lot like it did last year, which that's it, it, not a good thing. Um, a lot of people are hauling about uh, uh, JT Barrett. I it, again, guys, JT is not is not the problem. He doesn't have anyone to throw the ball to, um, and and uh, maybe maybe some maybe some of the the, the youngsters will develop. Um, some of these players we've been waiting on as you know as Ohio State fans we've been waiting to see something from them for a long time um and and there there are the couple weeks I mean against army um you, you don't figure that's uh that's a that's more army's more of a challenge for the defense than than it is for the offense right. um next game is uh is UNLV game after that is Rutgers so th there's a little time and and right. uh just as a as a way of um Reassurance, uh, maybe for me as much as anybody else. Um, you know, there, there's uh, there are there are three games there before uh, this stuff gets serious, and 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 actually, in Maryland, Maryland could actually be a more serious game than than uh, than, than Ohio State fans are used to. So so that's right. coming down the pike, but that's 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 uh, that's uh, four games away. So. You know, and and the, and the interesting thing was watching that game on TV and watching, I, I and. You're right about the JT Bear is not the problem. I wonder if it's settling into um, the new scheme with Kevin Wilson is a problem because there were a couple times that he that he just looked over to the sideline and he just had that look on his face like, "What do you want me to do?" Like a little bit of confusion, a little bit like decisions that he made that he that we didn't see him make last year mm -hmm. or lack thereof. It just it was a little bit surprising. Really, to be, to be honest, to be honest I, I, I'm not I'm not seeing a whole lot in terms of scheme. I'm not seeing a whole lot that's different between last year and this year. Um, Urban is a is a notorious control freak, True. and and I'm I'm not seeing the stuff from 
Ohio State's offense this season, and, and again, so it's really, really early, um, that, that I saw when we would play Indiana right. uh, over the past couple years. Um, and, and I know, you know, Urban's not going to, to, to uh, Urban has an identity that he wants to maintain, especially at Ohio State. Um, and it's, and it's going to be running football first. It is going to be a power rushing game. That That is always going to be a component of this. Although, but but Indiana's rushing numbers were were solid over the last several seasons when, when Kevin Wilson was there. So I'm not, that, that's the thing that I, I don't, I, I think it's easy to, to understand that, that JT Burke is, is not, um, does not have the trust in in the guys that he needs to throw the ball to, um, and that is making him hesitant. That was an issue for much of last season. Yeah. Um, I am not, and I don't know if this is means the chicken or the egg thing. Uh, do do the White House need to develop before we see Kevin Wilson's offense, or do we need to see more of Kevin Wilson's offense before the White before House the White House develop? I'm not. Right. I, I don't know the answer to that question. Hopefully, Ohio State fans, we will find that out uh, in the next. Uh, three games before stuff gets really serious again. <laughs> right. um, we we of course have uh, this is an interesting week. There there aren't we, we I mean the first two weeks of the season were, were spectacular in terms of uh, ranked matchups and and uh, interesting stuff. Not quite as many of those here in week three, um, but we, we we come up some we've come up with some interesting ones. Starting with, uh, I guess you could call this interesting. I'm I'm going to hedge my bets here a little bit. Interesting uh, is a good word. Okay, interesting is fine. Interesting, sure. Twenty three, number twenty three, Tennessee at number twenty four, Florida. Florida is favored by five. Um, I, I'm going to preface this by saying, uh, Butch Jones, uh, Tennessee's head coach, said this game will set the tone for the SEC East this season. And unfortunately, he's probably right. With the exception of Georgia, I think he is right. Um, Georgia, with yeah, Georgia is, is an obvious uh, potential exception. But what, yeah. what do you what do you? Well, can, can you stay awake for this game, Carolyn? Can I stay awake for this game? Yes, because it's at two thirty in the afternoon, so Central Time. So um, okay, good. good. Yeah. So so it's the C, <laughs> it's the CBS afternoon game. So okay, that's good. Um, well, first of all, um, kudos to the University of Florida and Gainesville for being able to host this game. Absolutely. Um, that was a you know obviously that was a, a big concern with the hurricane coming through last week, but they determined on Tuesday of this week that yes, no, the the, the game is going to be played. In, in Gainesville. Um, the other thing I, I found today that was kind of interesting is that some of the security crew from Knoxville is actually going to go to Gainesville um, oh. to kind of to kind of man the stadium a little bit to offer a helping hand, which I think is a very nice gesture. That's on, really cool. Yeah, on, I, did, on I, didn't, I had not heard that. That's awesome. Yeah. So so it, it's going to be a unique environment. I think that's kind of a that's kind of one of those things that you can't discount in this game. This is a heated rivalry. Um, I'm happy it's going to be played in the swamp, but you've got to think that like all these other things that have been going on lately um, with Florida in particular, it's going to, it's going to be a different UT Florida game this year. I think, mm -hmm. I think it's just going to feel different because of the circumstances. Um, Florida's game last week was canceled, mm -hmm. um, which means that the last time we saw Florida was in that abysmal thirty-three to seventeen loss to Michigan, where and, and you know not not even and not even that close. <laughs> no, even. because fourteen of those points were scored on on defense. Yeah. Um, you know, eleven rushing yards in the game for the Gators, one hundred and fifty-four <laughs> yards total offense, and three points. Yeah. That that that's that's an excusable quarter, maybe. Right, yeah, not an entire game against a Michigan team. That okay, Michigan is in, is look look pretty good in that game, but still, it, 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 it Florida really needed last week's game, and it didn't happen because of the weather. You know, they they canceled that game, and so 
this is going to be an interesting test for the Gators at home. Um, from what I've seen, they're, they're going to start um, um, Franks on, at quarterback, even though they pulled him in the second half okay. um, of that game against Michigan. So, so that's going to be a little bit interesting. And then because of the way those suspensions were handed out at the beginning of the year, because last week's game was canceled, Florida still has nine players suspended for this mm -hmm. game, including Antonio Callaway, their, their best wide receiver. So are we going to really see anything different out of this Florida offense, if you could call it an offense at this point? I leaves me, you know, there's, there's some pretty big questions there, whether or not they're actually going to, because they didn't have a regular practice schedule. You know, they were just like everybody else hunkering down for the hurricane. And now they're, you know, trying to put things back together on campus. It's, it, that's a really interesting situation. Um, Tennessee, on the other hand, I mean, this is a team that needed double overtime to beat the triple option of, of Georgia Tech in week one um, and didn't look good in that first half at all in that game and kind of needed some interesting coaching decisions um, from the Georgia Tech sideline to be able to win that game in double overtime. Um, and, but, and, and last week they did what they were supposed to do at home against in, in, in Knoxville against you know Indiana State that was you know well overmatched in that game. Um, John Kelly solidified the role as the lead running back, but there still seems to be a little bit of question at quarterback, even though, you know, Quentin Dormady is, is kind of solidified, has seems to have solidified himself as being the starter. Um, and he will start on Saturday, but there's, there's not a hundred percent confidence there, which I mean, that's not totally surprising, but at the same time, it's, it, you got to think that they need to kind of settle things down a bit. Um, but at the same time, they got the extra game in. It's a heated rivalry. They won this game last year. And, but the best line of all this, so I was reading a bunch of stuff on this game today. I was flipping through a bunch of, of, of sports websites. And my favorite line about this game came from Cody McClure from Saturday Down South, who says, Florida can't score and Tennessee can't stop anybody, is how he describes the game. <laughs> um, can Which, you have, is, there, is there like negative scores? Can you do that? Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Safeties? There's like, some, there's like some physics stuff here we have to work out. I'm not sure how that's going to go. So Florida can't score, but Tennessee can't stop anybody. That still favors Tennessee. And even though I think they're – Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yes. So I, I take the under. Um, and I, I think it's going to be an interesting uh, – interesting is a good word for this game. It's going to be interesting. Is it going to be entertaining? Probably not. And don't tell my uh, my husband, who is a Gator and went to Florida, that my glass has the state of Tennessee uh -oh. on it, and it's an orange drink. Ish. Ish. Okay. It's, yeah. it's peach. Right. Um, peach. Yeah, that, that works. I think UT wins this game two years in a row. It'd be the first time since the 1970s that this has happened. Um, but I, I I I think the Volunteers go down and get a win in the swamp. Okay. Okay, um, you you can tell Mr. Fox that I'm gonna I'm going to disagree with you, sort of. Okay. Sorta. I don't I don't have it, it's tough to have a really strong feeling for this game because there's we, we know so little about the Gators. I need to look stuff up, um, and, and because they've just had the one game and and because it was such an awful thing for them, especially offensively. You know the the team's leading rusher Mark Thompson has 13 yards on the season. Which is and, more than the team had on the in the game. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it's like I, I, you know, how I'm not even sure how to quantify what what Florida 
has done so far this year. Um, and it's and it's it, they're in a tough spot because because the the, the game was canceled. Um, I'm not sure that, that you know a whole lot more about uh, about Tennessee. Uh, the the win against uh, on the road against Georgia Tech. Not not impressive. I mean, I yeah. guess it's it's a road win, so sure that 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 counts for something. Well, technically, it was neutral site. Yeah. Well, yeah. But yes. Yes. Um, technically. 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 Uh, and you know that I wasn't I, I wasn't aware that Indiana State um, uh, had a football team. So you know that's there's 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 that you know they do what they they did with their and they're just and it's just even you know with with an ostensibly difficult game and 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 a cupcake game. And they're just sort of, eh, uh, you know, 64th in, in scoring offense, and um, they're, they're 27th nationally in scoring. But that's mostly, you know, they 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 scored a lot, but they they gave up only two fewer points against uh, Georgia Tech, and you know, you do what you do against Indiana State, and it's just like, I, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm doing probably what what the odds makers have done here. And in, in that you you know look at, at this is sort of a, a a few extra points uh, to the home team be, just because they're at home. But boy, if this is the game that, that sets the tone, uh, we, we maybe we'll have high hopes for Georgia because if this is the game that sets the tone for the SEC East, um, we're not looking for a whole lot of fun out of the SEC East this year. I right. will, however, I will, however, I'm going to even pick a score on this one. Florida wins at home, twelve to ten. <laughs> Twelve to ten is how this. Or field goals. That could be. That could be. Or uh, what would that? That would be six safeties. Could that? Is that possible? <laughs> I don't. Mean, I don't know. I don't a know. touchdown, a field goal, and a safety. Uh, yeah, that that yeah, that's like a Gordy Howe hat trick. That's, that's <laughs> not bad. Um, next up, a legit good game, yes. a legit interesting game, um, and and one actually that maybe even uh, you know you hear in here in week three a game that decides the ACC Atlantic. Uh, as, as you look down the line, number three, Clemson at number 14, Louisville. Uh, Clemson is favored by three. What do you think? This is, yeah, this is by far the, the best game of the week now that Florida State and Miami aren't playing. Um, mm. You know, if that game was happening, then that, this would be a, this would be, this would be a stellar yes. week. But, you know, yes. they've, they've moved that game due to weather conditions. So um, this is really, this is a really interesting game um, because you have a, a, a Louisville team playing at home. And that atmosphere, no joke. I mean, it's. It, I mean, Clemson has a great atmosphere at home too. But but Louisville's atmosphere at home is is pretty legit. Mm -hmm. um, they have some diehard fans there, and Lamar Jackson looking great so far early this season. Um, you know, he's easily looking like the Heisman winner that he is. Um, but the, there's a couple interesting things here. Um, even though Lamar Jackson has looked great, there's a couple causes for concern with Louisville. And one of them is the fact that Lamar Jackson is still the team's leading rusher after week two. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not necessarily, I mean, he's a mobile quarterback. You like that. But at the same time, do you really want your quarterback to be your team's leading rusher heading into well, a game like this? Ohio State fans know the answer to that question is no. Is no, right. Yeah, so it's so that's kind of you know something to kind of – keep your eyes open about um, that they haven't really established a run game beyond Lamar scrambling. Um, the other thing is, is that it's slightly surprising. Louisville's actually kind of like had to work really hard for wins in weeks one and two over Purdue and North Carolina. Now, okay, Purdue's an improved team. Everybody's like, sign me up. I'm on the, the Jeff Brom bandwagon um, at Purdue. And, and I get it after watching that Purdue team in week one against Louisville. Um, but you, Carolina, didn't watch, you didn't watch them last weekend against the Ohio University Bobcats. 
I didn't see that game. Wasn't that that game was on Friday, wasn't it? Um, it was on Friday, and and uh, and, and, I, and and I mean, OU's not a not a bad um, sort of up referred back team. Um, Purdue playing at home. Look, look, look. They look. They look much improved over the last couple of years mm-hmm. that we've seen from a Purdue team, and um, that it's and you got. I mean, I mean, yeah. It's not saying a lot. It's Purdue, but at the yes. same time, like it was nice to see Purdue extremely. I mean, I was rooting for Purdue against Louisville when they were still in that game in the third mm-hmm. quarter. It was just mm-hmm. kind of like, why not? Let's let's throw this whole thing up in the first week. Um, so is it like super cause for concern for for Louisville? I don't think so, but it is kind of a head scratcher heading into such a big game like this. The other head scratcher for for Louisville was the same problem they had last year was was defense and kind of buttoning up their defense. Their defense has been allowing 372 yards per game, which isn't overly excessive, but here's the number that makes it really kind of concerning is that most of that is through the air. Mm-hmm. So, this, so they still have the same secondary issues that they had last year. That, that doesn't seem to have improved against two teams that really you can't really say have a, a have a a hard like air attack. Like yeah. th- those two offenses t- seem to be a little bit more balanced. Um, so three things that are kind of head scratchers there, and and they're going up against a, a Clemson defense that my God sacked Auburn's quarterback eleven times last week. <laughs> Yes. I mean that poor kid. I mean that offensive line needs to buy him at least three steak dinners this year after that performance, <laughs> right? I, yes. I mean, this is one of the best defensive fronts in the country going up against a mobile quarterback and and we saw this last year with Clemson and Louisville. I mean, Lamar tried to win the game on his own last year. Um and he almost did it. But that that's there was a stop late in the game on like third and three or something like that that they yep. stopped him when he when he tried to escape out of there. And that's what kind of finally decided the game. But this is – Clemson's offense doesn't seem to have missed a step so far, even with losing Deshaun Watson. I mean, Kelly Bryant's looked at, looked great in the first couple of games. Their offense is putting up 473 yards per game. Um, and a lot of that is through the air, which is where Louisville's defense still hasn't figured things out. Right. So all that together, this is going to be one heck of an entertaining game. I still think the winner is Clemson. I, I don't see enough improvement in Louisville to be able to overcome that defensive front and the fact that, that Louisville can't stop the Clemson air attack, which is still, in, in, you know, if Clemson had switched and, and gone more ground game, then, yeah, I think that levels the playing field a little bit and we see a really, really close game here. But I don't know. I I like Clemson on the road in this one, and I think it could be – a little bit bigger than than what everybody's kind of expecting, unless that Louisville defense can somehow pull a rabbit out of its hat this week to be able to stop that passing attack. Okay, I mean, you talked about you talked about Clemson's, uh, especially defensive line. Um, I, I recall these guys from uh, the Fiesta Bowl. Hey, you know something about, about I I have some up close and personal experience. Um, and, and and you know, not a lot of turnover there. That 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 unit is still elite. Uh, and that and uh, you know, even against a guy who's already got uh, one Heisman Trophy, that's um, that's something that's going to slow him down. That's that's more than a speed bump. Um, yeah. Maybe you know, it, as 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 uh, agile as Lamar Jackson is, maybe not double double digit sacks like they did against Auburn, but um, that that's that you you can count on that defense, especially the front seven, to to slow Lamar Jackson down. Um, the the, the, the the kind of wild card here is I, is I go back and kind of look at at, at, um, at highlight videos from that, the first couple of weeks. Um, I'm impressed with Kelly Bryant at Clemson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, you know he doesn't. He, he, no one's going to mistake him for Deshaun Watson yet, and and he doesn't have to be Deshaun Watson yet, especially with the defense. 
that, that, that the Tigers have. Um, but uh, he's he, he's a similar he's a similar guy. The, the passing game seems to be sharp. They're not asking him to do too much. Um, he may have to do a little bit more this week than than he's had to do so far. Um, he, but he's also uh, he's also Clemson's leading rusher so far. And, and you mentioned the quarterback as a leading rusher thing. Yeah, it's a little bit scary. Um, uh, but this is uh, this is sort of in the mold of what Clemson did last year. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson gained a lot, accomplished a lot. Uh, running the ball, so this is this this is a, an offense that the Tigers are comfortable with. Um, I think a combination of those two things. Kelly Bryant is a you know is a has stepped up um, in, and is doing a nice job of running that offense and, and doing what Watson did a year ago. Uh, and then and that just monster uh, D line, especially in the front seven. Um, that's that's going to be enough to sort of tip this in in Clemson's favor. Um, and and de- and definitely one thing we haven't we haven't mentioned this word yet this season. This is not a Clemsoning situation. No. So I uh, I, I see this as a as a win for the Tigers on the road, and that's that's going to be a big deal for them. Um, and uh, and and uh, it kind of keeps them in the uh, in the conversation for obviously very early uh, for uh, for playoff contention. But is this a division game? I mean, really, when you look at the rest of the division, um, with with Florida State. Kind of, we don't know what Florida State is anymore. You have no idea what Florida State is going to do. Right, that's, that's the wild card for the division. Yes, um, I, but I mean, it, it it really could be. It really could be. Week three, who knew? Yeah, yeah. playing yeah. for division title, week three. <laughs> AJ, I hope you're paying attention. Our third game of the, uh, the the week here, we are talking about Ole Miss at number thirty-seven. I had to go back through the also receiving votes part. Uh, at number 37, California. Uh, Ole Miss is favored on the road by 3.5 in this hashtag Pac-12 after dark game. Um, what do you think? So first of all, it's not truly Pac-12 after dark. True. The is not in the Pac-12. But true, true. Um, Pac-12 after dark time slot should be just as entertaining of a game as we got last week, I would have to believe, um, because that wasn't technically a Pac-12 after dark game either. Boise, right. Boise yeah. is still in the Mountain West or yes. whatever conference that is now. Um, uh, is it still the Mountain West? I think. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, whatever. Um, but, yeah, it, this is this has the makings of being a really, really entertaining game, and I really wish – I don't know, maybe I'll caffeinate late in the day or something so I can stay up and watch this one because it's on ESPN. It's not on Pac-12 mm-hmm. Network, so, so go to a wide audience. But, man, this is an entertaining game. Um, Cal has started its year <laughs> – tale of two teams, really. They flew across the country to go to North Carolina. How, we, we've now mentioned Carolina twice in this show. Right. Um, and poor Carolina, what a heck of a way to start the season, right? They host <laughs> Cal, and then they and then they have to play Louisville. I mean, really? Um, so poor, poor, poor Carolina is an zero and two with that kind of start to the season. But Cal goes all the way across the country for like a it, the game was a noon Eastern start, um, so no rest for the weary to go over there to that. And 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 they've got the win on the road. That was a, that was you know I know it's North Carolina, but. But still, that, that's a nice win to dra- to go all the way across the country and, and get an early win like that. But last week, I don't know whether it was a hangover from the trip, um, not enough time to practice, I don't know. They actually had to rally to beat Weber State in the fourth quarter. <sighs> Ouch. At home. Yeah. 
at home. And that's just and that's a head scratcher because the win at Carolina is a nice win. And then mm -hmm. you come back and do that, and it's like, really? Clemsoning. Yeah. It, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Cal's got a case of the Clemsonings. Um it, it, they're still trying to figure out an offense, apparently. Um, running back Patrick Laird, however, has been the standout. I mean, he had 191 yards and three touchdowns last week. Mm -hmm. um, but the AP – I get. I love going to AP stories to see because they've gotten really, really interesting with the way that they, they, they post those now about things that they learned and, and mm -hmm. you know, what's the takeaway from this game for both teams. And the takeaway from Cal uh, from the Associated Press was that there were secondary issues throughout the game. For Cal, that was okay. the takeaway. Okay. Um, they allowed 505 yards per game so far this year That's... on defense, which is a lot. Okay. Especially when one of your teams is Weber State. Um, 326 of them through the air. <laughs> so yeah, I'd say the secondary has some issues. It qualifies as secondary issues, yes. Yeah. So maybe the offense. Okay, well, they got a, they got a running back, but they've got secondary problems. Ole Miss is the polar opposite of this team. They've been putting up 40 points or so per game, pretty consistent in their first two mm -hmm. weeks, against two cupcakes, did what they were supposed to do. Um, got a nice quarterback now, at least on appearance from the first two games. Shea Patterson threw for um, just shy of 500 yards last week, which was a single-game school record, and five touchdowns against UT Martin. Um, so nice stats for him. Um, yet, at the same time, the team trailed in this game almost trailed in this game until the waning moments of the first half. They had to score a touchdown in the last minute of the second quarter to actually have a one-point lead at the half. Right. 17-16 at the half. So that's another head-scratcher, right? Two cupcakes, same thing. Um, and, and the other thing that, that Ole Miss has to do is they have to be better at stopping the run. Um, that was another one of those takeaways from, from the AP article that they just – so, okay, so let's – if you look at that, so you have a Cal team with secondary issues – going against a, a Ole Miss quarterback that threw for almost 500 yards last week and five touchdowns. Mm -hmm. And you have an Ole Miss team that can't stop the run going against a running back that had almost 200 yards last weekend. Mm -hmm. Which means there's going to be a whole lot of points scored in this game. Yes. Um, so first thing, take the over. The over-under, I looked, it's 72. Take 72. The over. I was going to – yeah, I have, that, I have that in my notes too. Especially because it's Pac-12 after dark. Right. You never know what's going to happen. This so, is going so you're to be, taking the over, definitely. I'm taking the over, Pac-12 after dark. This is going to be a wildly entertaining game if you love points, I think. Mm -hmm. um, team that has the ball last wins. I mean, really, that, that's, <laughs> what, that's what it could come down to, right? Whoever has last possession might win this game. Um, I don't know. I'm going to lean Ole Miss just because I like the way that offense is setting up. And if and if their biggest concern right now is stopping the run, if they can, that's something that you can kind of tend to fix. Mm -hmm. patch in a week you can fixing, yes fixing a secondary a little bit more of a challenge so i'm gonna lean old miss in this game but man caffeinate do whatever you have to do to try to stay up and watch this one because i think this is gonna be this might be the most entertaining game of the weekend it okay. really might okay um you can tell which one of us is is the the former sports writer um that would be the one that looks at old miss versus cal and talks about defense <laughs> right? And that's and that's. And there's I'm no you, defense in this game at all. None. <laughs> what I have in my notes here is like I'm not mentioning any defensive statistics because they don't matter. They don't matter. <laughs> um, the the game the over as you mentioned the game the over under for this game is 72. As we mentioned before, uh, take the over because uh, this is just this is going to be insane. And and I think what, what I what I think this is going to come down to there are a couple things that I'm looking at here. 
Um, uh, Cal recent in, in in recent history has has had solid offense. Uh, they move the ball, they score, um, and you, you kind of get in situations where you have to outscore people to win. And often they can they can do that because they they tend to score a bunch. Um, Ole Miss uh, not not having a defense is a very un SEC ish thing yeah. to 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 say. But in this case, I I, I don't I don't know that's going to matter. I mean, if you look at um, you look at a, a Couple kind of evenly matched, uh, at least in terms of statistics, uh, relatively evenly matched offenses. Um, I think what happens here, uh, e- even even uh, you know, if you're, if, you're, if we have to mention the defenses, I, I would expect uh, even a middle of the road SEC team to have better athletes, to have a little bit more depth um, than than uh, than Cal Berkeley would have. Um, I, I would also look a little bit. I would take a look at um, there. There are there are some legit places in the Pac-12 that are are tough places to play. Um, certainly, Oregon is that way. Um, I would I would the, the Coliseum uh, with, with Southern Cal is that way. I'm not sure that that Cal is that. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take those two things. I'm gonna take better athletes uh, at the SEC school. I'm gonna take maybe not so tough uh, home field advantage um, making making quote signs there and I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, oldness wins this you know you know 57 to, to, to 50 I don't know I, don't, I, I have no idea what the score is gonna be but it's gonna be something like that it's gonna be ridiculous and it's gonna be a lot of fun yes. so um Carla do the Indians have a shot? At breaking the twenty-six game all-time Major League Baseball win streak record. Well, there's always a chance, right? I mean, there's always there's always a chance. Um, (laughs) That's that's a lot to ask for. Although, I mean, when you're when you're when you're at twenty-one, maybe Just, just a couple more, just a couple more, maybe. We will see how that goes. Uh, we will see. It's baseball season now again, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. We'll see if my Buckeyes can recover against Army. We will see how all three of these games go. And uh, Carla, we will see you next week. Thank you very much. Sounds good. Uh, go, uh, go, tribe. I, Thank I, you. I, I will. I will. I will. That's a bandwagon I'm willing to jump on. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that because uh, because I used to watch Cleveland games. I grew up in Erie, so mm-hmm. you know it's clear, we saw more Indians games growing up than we did Pirates yeah. games. Because we, yeah. Yeah, welcome to TV rights, right? Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Yeah. So so yes. Go try. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you guys for watching. Um, It's been fun talking to you, and uh, we uh, enjoy the games, and we will see you back here next week.